Lightning Lee Murray wanted to be world champion in the UFC. He just happens to be involved in the largest cash robbery in the world. He's definitely not sane. <laughs> Showtime Sports presents the unbelievable true story about the MMA fighter who pulled off one of the largest heists in history. Huge amounts of money, armed gang, disguises, kidnapping. This is the sort of thing you see in Hollywood films. We've never seen that for real. Catching Lightning, streaming Friday, April 7th, only on Showtime. Streaming with Paramount+. Plus. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, Broncos country. Kev Dan here, and welcome to another episode of the Orange Weekly Post Game Podcast. Broncos lost in a heartbreaker against the LA Chargers, losing 19 to 16, uh, with some very obvious passing issues as well as some dropping issues. But we're going to talk about all of that in addition to some other things going around in Broncos country as we head into the last week of the season. Uh, looking forward to playing the Raiders. So with that, if you haven't done so already, kick back, relax, grab that drink and enjoy the Orange Weekly post-game podcast. Orange Weekly, fans, brews and Broncos news. What's up, Broncos country? Kev Dan here. And uh, instead of Tanner, who couldn't be here tonight, we got the co-founder of Orange Weekly, Jared himself. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. There's two things I want to mention here. First, I don't think it's been a while since we founded Orange Weekly. I think it's been a long time since it's just been the two of us on one of these shows. So this is going to be fun. No, um, be also, fun. I, I do realize that you had to reach from the better podcast in the pregame to grab someone up to help you out here. You know what? Uh, for this, uh, you know, this loss and everything, I was like, yeah, why not uh, get a little <laughs> bit of a mix and more? I mean, more than anything, it's it's a uh, team visor, you know, get together. I appreciate here. that. Yeah, so, no, the team visor, the team visor is real. Make sure you guys are hashtagging team visor on our uh, Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And if you guys don't understand that, uh, make sure you check out uh, any of our other shows, the Tuesday night one, especially Bourbon Broncos, no BS at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. With that being said, Jared, uh, oof, uh, lots of things to talk about and, um, you know, a lot of things outside of the game to kind of talk about as well. So we'll just uh, I'll hand it off to you first and some of your reactions to what we saw yesterday. Yeah, so we were, we're recording this the day after, and and Kev, you you texted me and was like, let's uh let's sleep on this a little bit because, and I'll be <laughs> honest with you, last night I was also very much uh, in anger, just just pure anger of the yeah. fact that our our offense is just so inconsistent all the time. Like, yep. I mean, we we can look amazing one minute where we're not missing anything. Our first drive. I, I even I probably I probably ruined it for everybody because I turned to my wife and I said it looks like everything is firing like everything that we're trying is working right now. I mean we are yep. we are just driving down, and then the the you know inevitable Drew Lock interception, the Drew Lock turnover uh, going down, which is hard for a lot of people. And we'll get into the turnovers and what I think about that a little bit later. But yeah. as an initial reaction, it just everybody messed up somewhere. So everybody had had some sort of mental mistake, one or two or possibly five drop passes. I mean, mental mistakes. And, and it just seems like we can't get it together. Like if one, one person makes a mistake, the whole play is blown up and we have an issue. We have, whether it's penalties, drop passes, uh, bad throws, missed blocks, whatever it is. And it just, that that's where we're at in the season. It just seems like every single week it happens way too often. Yeah. 
It's, yeah, my thing was, it's definitely, they're referring to uh, Drew Locke's performance as a, you know, microcosm of the entire season. And for me, I'm like, this is uh, the season wrapped up in a nutshell. I mean, missed field goals, some dumb penalties, the interceptions, the drop passes, the injuries. Um, I think it was uh, KJ Hamler that went down, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Yes. And uh, concussion, bad concussion. Yeah. That. So it just like, this is the Bronco season right here, you know? Um, and it, uh, I think that's what made it a little bit more painful than a normal loss. I mean, you know, the, the bills game, I don't want to go there, but that was painful for other reasons. But so this one, it was, it was disappointing because it's, it's, you know, everything that happened in the multiple weeks that all happened in this one game. And, it just brought us down, man. I mean, you think about it, the the 10 points that we missed from that interception in the end zone and the missed field goal, uh, that's 10 points right there. You know, that that alone you're looking at it at the game changer. So, uh, you know, then you you add uh, some of the other things and uh, it, it just did not help a- at all. So before we get into yeah. drop, drop passes, well, I think uh, maybe, yeah, go for it. I, well, what I was, I was going to say too, and all this is, is reminiscent of, and I don't – you know, go back with me two years and we hired Vic Fangio as the coach. And I remember watching the presser as they announced him as our head coach. And one of the things that really stood out to me is his concept of getting rid of death by inches. And I think since the Super Bowl, it's kind of been our our mentality, mm-hmm. our, our MO is this you know, one or two mistakes here and there. It cost us a full game. And, you know, mm-hmm. all it matters at the end of the week, it doesn't matter how much you lost by is it's wins and losses. And this is just another one of those. I mean. I we could I could point to five or six moments in this game that if one of those things would have happened we would have won the game. And that's and that's what's frustrating to me I think it's it's just I I want to get rid of that death by inches too and 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 it's hard to sit back and watch the death by inches happen um when like I said I and I'll, I'll off the top of my head uh missed field goal that could have done it we, we could have won a game off of that uh the touchdown drop by uh Judy the interception by Drew Locke the uh, there's one more. There's a big miss block um, on the on a on a, a end around run play. I think there was a uh, no. It was a run play from. Um, I'll have to go back. Gordon had a good run play up the middle. That was a miss block in the secondary that he would have busted it open for a touchdown if it wouldn't been for that. And like I said, one little mistake on each and every one of those plays could have been the difference between a win and a loss for us. And I'm just. I'm at a loss for words at what to do. Cause we, and again, we had a chance to win at the end there and it's just, mm-hmm. just things just does not, they don't fall into place for us, but it comes down to the Broncos team, not making those little mistakes. Yep. And, and if all those mistakes were not, if, if, if now take away all those mistakes right now, if, if we don't have any of those mistakes, we're talking about, we're blowing them out. Like it's yeah. not even a, a conversation of whether or not we have a chance to come win the game. If they're going to have to come back and win that it's that. And that's, I think that's, that's the big thing for me. Yeah, uh, you're, that's a good point. I didn't think about it. I mean, heck, even 80% of those things, you know, uh, you're never going to play a perfect game, but you take away 80% of those things and, you know, you, you take away. So what Jerry Judy had five major dropped passes. You, you yeah. take away three of those and you're talking about a game that, you know, we are the, the Chargers are the ones trying to have to, you know, do the the late game comeback. And so, um yeah, uh, you're you're spot on, and this is why uh, you know they're going to be saying that Coach Fangio is going to be in the hot seat next year because he did say that coming in, and that hasn't changed uh, since Super Bowl Fifty. So this is kind of what we're known for, and it's 
is some something's got to change, you know, and, and right. we all know that coach Fangio is coming back next year. That was announced last week. And uh, pretty much all of us here at orange weekly, except for maybe, maybe one um, <laughs> completely, completely agrees that that is the right thing to do. Um, yeah. And you know what? I, I think we're going to do a little segment later on Jared called uh, I don't know what we're going to call it, but couch GM. Um, oh yes. Takes or something because I've been on Facebook a little too much the last 24 hours. And, uh, Oh man, Twitter's uh, worse. Oh man. I, so I thought we'll, Facebook we'll, was bad. Twitter. I, I went on Twitter and there were some <laughs> takes on there that I'm like, are you like, do you even have an idea of how the NFL w works or how NFL teams work? Like yeah. we can't sign every top player. That's a um, Madden 90 and over. Like it just doesn't work like that. Like, come <laughs> on, man. So we'll 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 run down some of those for everybody to listen to. So stick with it. Uh, I think that's going to be a. It just came to me off the top of my head while we're talking. I like it. Like that that's something that we could definitely go through. Um, so I think the first thing we just kind of talk about Drew Locke and, and the stats in general. So looking at some of the stats, you know, the Broncos. You're talking about those little mistakes killing us. I mean, uh, we had two thirds of the time ball control. Um, maybe a little bit less than that. We had 23 first downs of their 16. Um, let's see, uh, only two sacks rushing 4.8 yards per rush compared to the chargers 4.5. So, I mean, the, the numbers, the stats, and of course it doesn't matter just the wind, you know, the, the scoreboard is all that matters. Right. But right. you look at this and the Broncos played a fairly good game for the most part, you know? Um, yeah. and that's, that's what makes it disappointing to me is for the majority of it, the Broncos did not do that bad. It's those nope. key moments where we, haha, pun intended, dropped the ball that just mm. freaking killed us, man. Yeah, and, and obviously we can point to the drops, uh, but I mean, I remember this the third time we went to the red zone, and it, it's it's embarrassing when CBS puts up any. It started with the quarterback carousel thing, and ever since then, anytime they put up some sort of like uh, stat sheet, it kind of makes me mad. But um, th- this one was. Uh, and I'll, I'll get to another one when we talk about Drew Locke too, but this one was we are 0 for 2 in the red zone the last two trips. We got to the red zone. We had great drives driving all the way down. The first one was the interception by Locke was just a late late decision. and it, He was open yeah. to begin with, but he just made the decision late, tried to force something, obviously was a terrible, terrible mistake, um, and, and he's, he owned that up. And then the second one was the missed field goal. You're talking about two zone trips, two drives, and we're zero and two in the red zone. We can't have like that. That's in this league. You have to score those. You have to get some sort of points walking away from that. And uh, we started down fourteen. Was it thirteen nothing at half? And mm-hmm. that's and that's really what it came down to. I mean, we didn't do anything until really the third or fourth quarter. Which yeah. last time we did the same thing against the Chargers, and just this time we could we couldn't finish it out. But I think that's the biggest point: is zero and two in the red zone to start off. And, we, and again, it's those little mistakes, the small stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it's something we're going to be talking about during the off season a lot. That's for sure. Heading oh yeah. Next year. Um, yeah. Because yeah, you, you fix 80% of those mistakes. Um, you're looking at a team that is at least 10 and five, if not 11 and four, you know, going into this last right. week. So um, anyway, yeah, we'll have to see that's for sure. But uh, I guess yep. in general, what, uh, what are some other big thoughts you have about Drew Locke's performance there? So, so Drew Locke threw two interceptions. That first one we talked oh, about. The sec- Go ahead. Yes, you're right. He threw two interceptions. And maybe I'm getting into that segment we're going to do later. But to me, that second interception doesn't mean squat. Okay. It's a Hail, it's a hail Mary. It, no, 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 like, I, no. I agree. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, no, no. Sheet, it's there. But a lot of right. people were focusing on how Drew Locke threw two interceptions and therefore he needs to get canned. Well, no, it, you're right. Uh, you're right. 
And 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 here's another here's another important part about that is uh what I I'm going to I'm going to talk good and bad. I'm going to I'm going to sure, play sure. both sides of this uh because I like to be critical of it and you know I I'm a fan of keeping him around for another year and see what he could do and grow. Yeah. Uh I'm just going to start with that before I get into this. So the first thing and a lot of people are going to point this out is that first interception was just a terrible decision by him. Right. We talked about that. It it was just a bad decision, but the bounce back from that was not bad. He was hitting receivers. He was finding the open guy. Um, there was a couple times that, you know, he was fitting it in real tight spots that even I was like, Oh wow. I can't believe, yeah. you know, Noah Fant caught a couple that were in a real tight spots. Um, on the, on the flip side of his bounce back is that he is very fixated on certain wide receivers. You saw it the week before Noah Fant had like 10, 11 targets. And you saw it this week with Judy, which, you know, it, go follow Ragers on any of your podcasts. And we talked about that pretty heavily before the game. We knew they were going to target Judy. I didn't think they were going to target him that much. Right. But he was really obviously the number one guy. I think Tim Patrick only had a couple catches. Noah Fant had a good a couple big ones mm-hmm. that really came up and you know, I, at towards the end of the game, I was really mad. And, and I know you mentioned it too, is that, you know, why aren't we targeting the guy that has zero drops uh, this season? The only guy in the league that has zero drops uh, when, when targeted over 30 or 40 times, whatever the, the thing was. And that's in Tim Patrick. So yeah. we obviously wanted to get Judy involved and get him involved in this game. And uh, it, it kind of came back and bit us a little bit on, on some of those. So a lot of that isn't Drew Locke's fault. Right. Uh, the one interception was, but, and then here's the other thing that I, I don't like. Uh, Melvin Gordon had 16 carries and he was running pretty good. So he was running pretty well. Uh, he had 79 yards and a longest of 17. Rice Freeman only had two carries. I think he had a hip injury. Uh, Levante Bellamy went out early in the game, which I think the, the plan was because of Rice Freeman's injury was to split the, the carries between Gordon and Bellamy, not so much between Gordon and Freeman, which is what I thought would happen. Yeah. But here's my problem is that we had 47 throws. 47 passes that drew lock and that doesn't include some of the time i mean he rushed it for let me just double check though because he also rushed it for five times which means we had called passing plays on if my math is correct about 52 plays you're talking drew lock was supposed to throw it 52 times that is not a recipe that the denver broncos can have with a young quarterback with young and i get it what do we have to lose let's see what our guys can do let's you know like get him back on track after the shitty game that we had against buffalo but 52 passing plays out of 77 total plays. Yeah. Out of se- like what? Like yeah. how, how are you going to, how are we going to win like that? Like, and I get, we weren't down. I mean, we we're down 13, nothing at the beginning, but come on, man. Like, I just don't, I just, it was well, tough, especially the, the re- receiving that we were having. I don't know. Well, and it's not like our run game wasn't working. I mean, we were averaging 4.8 yards per carry, you know, yeah. like, it, 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 you can't say that, oh, we're only getting one and a half yards per carry, so we, we have to abandon the run game because we tried it. It just it hasn't been working all game. This is something that, yeah, Melvin Gordon was, was you know, making some good plays there. He was getting five, six, seven, eight yards pretty constantly. I mean, yeah, sometimes he didn't really get much, but uh, it was enough to make it almost a five-yard per carry average. So, yeah, and why are we going out there throwing? And it's not like we're down 24 to zero where we have to bomb it down the field as much as possible. So yeah, you're right. Like it's, uh, I don't know. It, it might be that combination of, you know, we're down and Hey, we want to see what this, uh, this young quarterback drew lock can do. I don't know. It, it doesn't seem to add up to me though. Yeah. And the first two drives we were, we we're splitting it about 50, 50. I think that first drive I'm looking at it. There's one, two, three, four, five, including a scramble 
six with the KJ Hamler turnaround, which got him knocked out of the game. Um, seven, eight, eight plays out of the 14. So over half of the plays were run plays. And it was an amazing drive until the interception. Why could we not stick with that game plan? And, and I, I think I'm, I'll stick with this. Anytime that Drew Locke has to throw more than 35 times, I don't think we have a good chance of winning this game. Nope. Nope. I, exactly. And that's uh, it's going to tie over to our segment. I don't want to bleed over too much in that, but you're right. It, it just makes you scratch your head and wonder what uh, what's going on. So right. yeah, we'll talk about more about him, but I, I think the big, the big one, um, and we mentioned earlier, it, it, this is not all Jerry Judy's fault. This is all not no. Drew Locke's fault, right? This is a team. There are mistakes across the entire team, um, but a lot of people are really pissed at Jerry Judy. And I think part of it is, um, you know, he had he had gone on Twitter a couple weeks ago, and you know, what, what, what was it he said? Well, at least I got my cardio in for got my cardio and, in, yeah. You know, and it's it, 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 Broncos Twitter kind of or Broncos country kind of dug into that a little bit more than I think that really yeah. was. I think he was kind of making a, a slight hearted joke of like, well, I guess I'm not getting the ball, so at least I got some cardio in. Like, I don't think it was yeah. supposed to be like a demeaning like, throw me the ball more. But I think Broncos country took that a little bit a little bit too far. But you're they right. Did. They did. Um, I completely agree with you. But nevertheless, because right. they dug into that so much when Jerry Judy went out and had this game today, uh, they ripped them apart for it. So, um, you know, what's uh, what's your Jerry Judy take, man? Yeah, and it, it sucks because he had a couple big drops before. I think the biggest one that a lot of people are really mad about is the touchdown in the corner. Uh, he had it in his hands. It was right there. There was a couple other ones that one at the very end is kind of remembering of a lot of people just because of, I think that was his fifth drop of the, of the, I mean, he was targeted 15 times. He had six catches. He was targeted 15 times. Deshaun Hamilton was targeted nine uh, with five catches. Noah Fant, nine with six catches. Tim Patrick had four targets, but one of them was way over his head, uh, and he caught all three of them that were catchable. So, I think the biggest one that we were looked at people were mad about is, is the touchdown. And I, I think that's the one that's frustrating me the most. And, you know, if, if you used to play, especially on the offense or, you know, you coach something that you have to tell your players is that you have to have a short memory. You, you know, what's uh finding Dory. You got, you got to be Dory, have that short term memory loss, because if you dwell on something like that, that's all you're going to think of the next time the ball's coming is, Oh, ball's coming, ball's coming, ball's coming. You don't think of the rest of it. And I think that's what happened to him after the first drop. You could tell he was beating himself up the sideline. The CBS, you know, team was focused in on his face. I'm sure the cameras were all around him. Like, Oh yeah, he's crying on himself. Like, he was he was mad and and rightfully he was mad and a lot of people were mad at him but don't you have to bounce back and he didn't uh, and and that's the touchdown if he catches that touchdown it's a completely different story we're not having this conversation but he's young he's young we've given yeah. a lot of these other guys breaks a, a lot of breaks and obviously he had a very bad game and this I'm hoping this is the worst game of his career and he kind of comes out of this like and you know there's been a lot of pressers that he's talked about that Drew Lock came to him and was like dude you're gonna be great in this. You have a couple drops. It's fine. You got to get over it. You got to move on. And I think that's, I'm waiting to see it, that bounce back. I was hoping to see the bounce back in the game and you just didn't see it. Uh, I think he was a little bit too hard on himself uh, during the game and didn't have the the Dory mentality. Well, I think there's a lot of pressure on him too, that he probably put on himself. You know, um, he finally is getting this chance that he's, I think he's wanted all year to kind of get that chance. You know, here's finally a matchup he has where, um, 
you know, he, he's not going to be super well defended and gets him gets us a chance to throw to him more. And he's, he's blowing it, you know, in his mind, he's absolutely blowing it. And you could see the frustration and, and, you know, Drew Luck, we talked about in the, the pressers and, and post games and everything, but Drew Luck came up to him and said that exact thing, you know, yeah, you got to bounce back, man. You, you got this. Um, and, and I wonder if that plays into any of, you know, how much they continue to target him, um, trying to get him some confidence back. Like, Hey, let's try, you know, here's this one for you. Here's that one for you, you know, and trying to get him over that hump, maybe uh, at least mentally. I, I don't know if that played into it all. Um, but yeah, I think I, I don't see how he's going to have many more games like that. You know, he's going to yeah. go in this off season. They're going to have those quarterback wide receiver um, practices, you know, where they go out and they just throw the ball to each other and, and form that chemistry. Right. Um, everybody's healthy. They're going to get the full training camp, the full uh, preseason games. Like I, I don't think that this is going to be an issue moving forward. And I, I think you're going to see a lot of chemistry between um, Drew Locke and, and Jerry Judy moving forward. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm upset, but I, I, this is his first real chance. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and this is this is where that coaching comes in. You know, Pat Shermer and Zach Kazani, who's our uh, wide receivers coach, is going to have to take him aside. Obviously, after it's all, I mean, he, they probably did it today, if not tomorrow's practice, take him aside and sit him down and be like, hey, man, you got to have that short-term memory loss and move on. Uh, because yeah. and you can't look at the Twitter. You can't look at the Facebook like we're talking about. Like, you just cannot listen to guys like us talk about how terrible you were. Um, you've got, you got to move on because you're, you're the professional athlete. They're not, and you have to be able to move on from this. And I think that's, that's, what's going to need to happen in order for us to see anything further. It'll be interesting to hear your guys' take on the pregame podcast of, you know, what, um, what role Jerry Judy is going to have in that game. And, uh, so I don't want to spoil it for you here. So everybody make sure you listen to the pregame podcast. Uh, it usually comes out at the end of the week there. So make sure you check that out. Um, okay. So we kind of covered that pretty well. Um, in general, uh, maybe just the defense in general, what, uh, would you take from those guys? See, I think the defense played very well. Um, I, I, am going to, I'm going to have you guess who was our lead solo tackle tackler in the, uh, in that game. As I'm looking at the stat sheet here, I'm cheating. Uh, man, I don't. The rookie Michael Ojemudia. Did he really? They were they were targeting them pretty heavily. They they knew that we had a couple of rookie uh, corners and we were having some issues at corners. Um, Parnell Motley actually ended up playing pretty well as far as that goes. Uh, and honestly, to to keep a, one of the top offenses in the league and Justin Herbert to nineteen points, uh, there was a lot yeah. of time that it, again in the red zone we just you know stepped it up and and made made the right plays at the right time. Um, you know, Malik Reed had a sack. Draymond Jones had a sack. I think both of those were very good timed sacks. Um, I, I think I think our defense is right where it needs to be. I do I do wish we'd had that, you know, that linebacker. And I'm going to say this every time we talk about defenses, but I wish we had that linebacker to cover tight ends. And I think yeah. there's 30 other teams in the league. I think there's only a couple real t- good coverage linebackers in this league. But uh, I do wish we had somebody to cover that. We're just so injured. But to hold them to 19 points, uh, hold them to only six points in the second half. That is that is pretty big. Is our defense is basically made up a bunch of like duct tape and and uh, and band aids. <laughs> but that's exactly right. You, you put a mostly healthy Broncos defense out there, and man, they'd be lucky to score fourteen. You know, right. uh, they'd be lucky to get a touchdown. 
and this is not just for the Chargers. I mean, this is more or less across the board, minus the Chiefs, you know. Um, maybe some of the other big teams we play, but I mean, it's hard to look towards the next year because here we are in this moment, another, what well, we're five and 10 now. This is the same story from the last five years, four years, more or less, you know, minus that Trevor Simeon year. Um, and it's tough to think that, you know, there's a chance we can turn this around, man, you get a normal non COVID year with a healthy Broncos defense, especially, and people are going to have problems getting above 14 to 17 points against us. I mean, that's, that's going to be probably the ceiling for the vast majority of teams we play. Right. Yeah. And, and honestly, I mean, Justin Herbert played okay. His uh, QBR was only 58. He only had through one touchdown mm-hmm. against our defeat, like our, the way that our DBs are sitting right now. I can't believe that that that's the case. I mean, and again, you, you talked about it. We, we carried most of the team and we were on offense most of the time. Um, and that's what, the game plan was, I mean, as far as the game plan went, we executed it. The game plan was executed to exactly what the plan was. We just couldn't finish them and we couldn't, you know, I don't want to get further into it. We just made those small mistakes that, that end up with a losing, a losing game. Yeah. Um, It'll be, I'm excited for next year and not just that, orange goggles you know fan based oh man next year we're gonna do absolutely well i'm excited because we see the talent on this team we see what they're capable of we see what our second and third stringers who are now our starters and second stringers you know um are able to go out there our rookies ojamudia i mean we remember the first game he played i think was in that steelers game and uh he was making some i mean he was getting beat left and right and so we're seeing that you know he's he's grown throughout the season you give Absolutely. him a full off season now and he's coming back as, you know, not as a rookie. Um, and we have some more depth there on the team. This is something that everybody it's tough to do. It's tough to take that step back and say, let's get through this last week. <laughs> let's get through this off season. Let's get everybody healthy. Let's regroup. And um, I just can't look to next season and say, Oh man, this is definitely going to happen again next year. I just can't. Right. No, I, I can't either. And, and I, again, I think, you you take away some of those small mistakes that we make. If if you're firing all cylinders, your team's together on everything, and everyone's not making mistakes, you're talking about like the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they make one or two mistakes, but they kind of afford to. I mean, they they have mm-hmm. they don't make them very often. And what made old Patriots so good is that they didn't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. They weren't flashy. They weren't big. They just didn't make mistakes. They didn't turn the ball over. They didn't. And and that's what we need to do. Uh, you know, I mean, we, you could you could be the 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 Green Bay Packers with Brett Favre, where you th- turn it over so many times, but you're also throwing for 400 yards a game, or you could be the Kansas City Chiefs, New England Patriots, who just don't make mistakes. I mean, they don't. I mean, they were trick plays and not making mistakes. Like it's it's crazy to to see. Um, but I think that's that's the difference between a good team and a bad team. And right now, that's what's making us a bad team. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of these little mistakes. Obviously, I think it comes down to the players are in control of that. They they yes. can, uh, you know, make sure that they don't make those mistakes. Uh, and one mistake that all of us can make sure we don't uh, we don't make is not call Centennial State Insurance Agency because you definitely want to call those guys. Uh, if you're looking for any kind of insurance, homeowners insurance, renters, auto, whatever it is, you definitely want to avoid the mistake of going with somebody else or at least not calling them. So their number is 303-838-0554. Guys, give them a call. They are uh, an insurance agency that actually care about you. They're not just interested in your money. They will. They have the integrity and honesty to uh, 
be upfront and say, hey, we're probably not the right people for you right now if that's the case. Uh, and I can speak to that directly. So make sure you give them a call, uh, hear them out, uh, and, and it's uh, you, you won't regret it. You definitely won't. So um, again, their number 303-838-0554. You can also find them on Facebook, Centennial State Insurance Agency. Good plug. I liked it. I like it. Make sure you guys are calling Centennial State. I, I want to give a couple. Uh, I, I, I We alluded to this earlier, and I kind of want to bring it back, is the run game. We yeah. averaged 4.8 yards per run average uh-huh. for the entire team. Uh-huh. Uh, 4.9 for Melvin Gordon, 8 for Royce Freeman. Drew Locke had 3, but I think it's because he had a 1-yard touchdown uh, uh, sneak. Levante mm-hmm. Bellamy, before he got injured, at 3.7. We had the end around to Deontay Spencer, got 9 yards, and KJ Hamler got 3 yards. We had an average of 4.8 yards on the ground. Is that insane? And we, and we and and we only ran it twenty eight times. That's 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 insane for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we really should we really should have stuck to that game. And I ah, man, I don't see why. I hate, I hate look. I hate doing the post game. This isn't fun. Looking back on the, the mistakes <laughs> we made, this huh. isn't fun. Would you say that yeah. this is the tougher podcast? Oh gosh, no, 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 no. We need, we need to know a lot more about X's nose on the pregame. This is oh. what we're just talking about. What happened? And there's no there's no guessing in this one. It's it happened or it didn't. That's you know what I mean. <laughs> Touche, but I can just sit there and make guesses. <laughs> um, <laughs> Doesn't mean they'll be good guesses, but <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have you. We'll have you on for a pregame, and we're going to take. I was on one a couple weeks ago. It was a breeze. You did. I'll have to go back and listen to it and see how how bad we did. No, uh, the yeah. numbers plummet on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So- I think uh, that that covers the game uh, more or less in its entirety. And what I want to go through is, uh, and you can bring some up as well. But uh, obviously, there's a lot of people uh, vying for John Elway's job because they are essentially putting their resumes out on Facebook and Twitter uh, as to what they would do if they were the GM. And so <laughs> let's go through some of these comments. Uh, I'll just uh, I can look for some, but I have some at the top of my head uh, and get your take on them. You know, just uh, how it is. Oh, so first one, first one I saw yesterday. Um, I don't want to say that he was throwing a fit, but he was kind of throwing a fit. Uh, in all caps, you need to effing drop Jerry Judy. What do oh, you think? Gosh, no, no. I mean, I, for for multiple reasons. One, he is a fifth round pick. He was he was our number, our first round pick. He was our number. What we got a number five overall, I think, right? Something like that. Uh, I, I forget what we're drafting, him, but he, he was, was a, he was a top pick. I mean, yeah, fifteen. He was a top pick. He was still the number one uh, receiver on the draft. Obviously, seeing Ceedee Lamb uh, play very well in the same week was a little bit rough for a lot of people. But why would you drop a guy that a is still on his rookie contract? Uh, and and you're still talking about a guy that is uh, number one, number two receiver on most teams on a rookie contract. If you're talking about money, you're talking about you know having faith, and you have one bad game or two bad games. Like, and I, I saw I saw and I didn't really look into this, but I saw another thing that KJ Hamler and him have the top two drops in the league with over a certain amount of. I, I don't remember KJ Hamler having that many drops. I think he had a couple earlier early on in the season, but um, recently I, I don't remember seeing a lot of drops from him. But yeah, I mean, come on, man. Like, again, we have to stop being so nitpicky, especially in a, in a game that A, doesn't matter. Uh, I, I, it matters to us because we're fans and the fans, you know, deserve uh, to, to watch a good game and, and deserve to watch the people they're paying millions of dollars to uh, <laughs> play the game. But right. in a game that doesn't matter, if, if that was the difference between getting in the playoffs and not, like, okay, we're talking about maybe a different story, but not as a, not from a rookie. If he's on a contract year, maybe, but not, not a rookie. Don't ever get rid of a guy just because he had a bad game. 
I like it. Um, I think these are going to be easy answers because we've either talked about them in the past or at least in our chat or yeah, these are, like I said, couch GMs. Um, uh, So the next one here, there, there was a reporter yesterday. I'm not going to mention his name in the post game uh, press conference talking drew lock. And he said something on the line along the lines of, uh, you know, Drew, uh, it seems like when you're uh, on fire, you do really well. The, the team does really well. And when you're cold, uh, the team doesn't do very well. So would you say that you're, uh, you know, have you have you been a hot and cold quarterback in the past? Uh, and I don't want to just mention that comment because of how absolutely stupid of a question that is. Uh, <laughs> and basically slapping Drew Locke in the face uh, as you're asking this question. But with that, it ties into we need to drop Drew Locke entirely and go get another quarterback. Yeah, I, and I, I know what reporter you're talking about. I'm not going to call him up by name, but uh, <laughs> he, uh, he he's he's known for having some pretty ridiculous questions like that where it's oh, kind of yeah. like, so I saw that when you were standing out in the rain, you were wet. Uh, and then when you, when you had an umbrella, you stayed dry. Do you have any comments on that? Um, <laughs> look, you're right. And you're talking about a quarterback. You're not talking about – I mean, really, you could kind of talk about any starter, but, you know, you talk about a defensive end end having a bad game, not getting any sacks, not only getting a couple tackles. That's different than when you're talking about a quarterback who's having a bad game or who's having a cold game. Your offense can't score when your quarterback isn't having a good game. It just doesn't work like that. Uh, People can stop the run if you know the quarterback's not going to be able to throw the ball well. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Again, and we're going to get into the Drew Lock thing and probably really big depth. There's a lot of people calling for his head. There's a lot of people call, calling for drafting somebody. A lot of people calling to pick up somebody in free agency. A lot of people want to pick up a, a veteran in free agency to kind of sit behind him and give him some advice. I a lot some people uh, that I've read, uh, including a couple people in from Orange Weekly, want to bring up somebody as a veteran to. Uh, to challenge Drew Locke for the starting job to kind of get him into a challenge mindset. I don't think that's going to help. And I only say that because we've been doing that. I think until this year, every single year has been some sort of quarterback battle. And I'm just so sick and tired of the quarterback battles. I want to know who our guy is. And, and I don't think somebody gets better by having somebody come in and split those number one reps with, especially if we have an off season this year that he didn't have splitting those reps, isn't going to help him. It's not. It's not going to help the receivers either because, I mean, Drew Locke has a cannon. I mean, you, if you saw some of the – I mean, I, I want to take a, a a speedometer to some of those because, damn, like, <laughs> even the short stuff was coming in hot. Right. Uh, I, I mean, there was there was one um, – I think it was almost picked off, but it was coming in so fast he didn't even know what to do with it. Uh, but and, – and, you know, you bring in a, a, another guy – anybody that's been in the league a little bit longer, they're not going to be able to throw that. So it's not going to get the wide receivers ready for it. It's not, I just don't think that's good for consistency purposes. So with that, it kind of ties in the next one. Uh, it's kind of two, twofold. We either need to fire Fangio uh, and um, make him a, a defensive coordinator, but get a new head coach. That's an offensive minded, or we just need to get of um, let's just, we need to get any part of the coaching staff, uh, Altogether, whether it's the head coach or offensive coordinator or a combination thereof. Yeah, and I, I don't like that either. And, and and for the record, we're also couch GMs. None of us have been a GM in this league, oh, yeah. and I don't think there's I don't think there's any podcast, especially Broncos podcast out there, that has a GM, a former <laughs> NFL GM or a, no. a NFL GM capable right, person right. in their podcast. But um, 
No, I, I honestly don't think that that's going to help any either, uh, especially for the Fangio. I think Adam Schefter had already had already mentioned per sources that he will be sticking around. Yeah. I don't see Fangio changing up his uh, his uh, his team. I, I think all the coaches are going to be coming back. And again, for consistency purposes, and I now I'll bring it back to what I said at the earlier earlier in this podcast. You take away some of those small mistakes, the team is firing. The team is got the talent where it needs it. It just needs to cut out the small mistakes. And if we can do that, we're talking about this season is a completely different season. And I think that's what's going to happen next season. Get these guys together a little bit longer. Keep them together. You know, we might lose a couple guys here and there in the off season. You know, we'll have our off season chat. Uh, about what what we're looking at for free agency but i think we have even if we lose everybody that we're we have free agents right now we still have one of the best teams uh going forward if we can cut out all those small mistakes and i i don't think it's a coaching issue and i've been seeing it each and every week the coaches have grown i haven't seen a mistake from fangio really since probably week three or four i haven't seen a mistake from the offensive coordinator in a, in a while and nobody's been calling out for his head recently except for <laughs> Everybody just wants, you know, everyone wants the, the new and shiny. And uh, I, I think Pat Shermer has been doing a very good job with what he has. Um, there's some questionable calls and we could sit back and say they're questionable. But in the game time, in the moment, I don't remember him saying it. It's like, why are we doing that there? Uh, yeah. and I haven't I don't remember saying that. Or if I did say that, I had some sort of answer for it. I knew why. But right. Um, you know, we could sit back and look at the stats all day, but I, I, I don't, I don't see that happening. I think he's, if he, if he's sticking around, he's keeping his, his coaching staff with him going into next year. And that's uh, it's minus uh, special teams, but uh, otherwise, yeah, yeah. Special teams, might, might, yeah, that might. That um, <laughs> I think that's, if anything, I'm more excited about that. And I don't want to sound insensitive, but it's, it's something that the Broncos definitely need. Uh, yeah. for, and, and while I'm, while I'm playing, uh, you know, backing up everybody that people want to get fired while I'm playing this. Let's remember. So special teams is usually covered by all your backups. Mm -hmm. You're talking about your special teams, your backup DBs, your backup linebackers, your backup. We don't have backup DBs, backup linebackers. Like we're talking, we're getting people. We still have a two man roster. I mean, if you look at this roster from the beginning of the year, you're talking about all the special teams other than like your key players, your punt returners, your kick returners, your kicker. Uh, They're all journeyman guys that we had to pick up off just to have a little bit of depth and so right. he's had he's had his hands full with this injury thing too because you can't take michael ojimudia who we had earlier in the year as a as a, a gunner on punt you can't take him and put him on gun, uh, punt right now he's right. our number one corner like we yeah. you know what i mean so <laughs> who, who is he dealing with and that's i, I do think he's that's gonna fire just for the record i, I just want to kind of a well, little bit of the devil's advocate on that the the reason for i think him uh leaving is going to be we weren't good last year either you know we haven't had a good special teams in in a while now um and you know so that's just kind of how i see it um now there is with what you're saying there might be a chance he stays you know because of the the weird covid year it might be hard to evaluate that and say yeah it's worth firing him so that's a good point i don't think about it it it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens um i wouldn't be surprised i'd be more surprised if he stays but i would get the reasoning if he stays I, I will say this though, in past years, we're used to not having good special teams because our we could not find a kick return or punt return to save our lives. Right. I do think Deontay Spencer is doing a pretty good job with what he's yeah. been given. Uh, you don't see a lot of big mistakes from Deontay Spencer. I think we've saw, seen a couple this year, but again, everyone's made a one or two. But uh, honestly, I think he's running the ball pretty well and returning the ball pretty well. So, yep. 
Let's see. Uh, next one that I have anyway um, was Dwayne Haskins has been released by the Washington football team. Uh, therefore, we need to go get him uh, as well as some other veteran and either start one of them um, or have all three, you know, a veteran and Haskins and Drew Locke in the quarterback room. Uh, yeah, hard pass on all that. Um, and, and honestly, I don't think that John Elway is a guy um, – not to John Owe. I mean, I think Fangio too. I don't think either one of their guy who's going to take in somebody who had to get kicked off the team because they went and party with strippers or whatever he was doing, uh, refused to talk to the media, was just, you know, didn't want to talk to anybody about his situation, then went out there, played bad, and then just kind of threw a little bit of a hissy fit at the end. And I think there's more to that story too. And I, I don't want to get too far into it, but I was, you know, Adam Schefter was talking a little bit about it. And I, I don't, I think there's more to that story on the release of him. I know he wasn't planning on starting, but he is a young quarterback that's really got capable. He's got the capability to be good. Um, I, I think there's more behind that uh, his downfall in Washington than we than we know. And I don't think I, I don't think a lot of people are going to be trying to go after him, and unless they really really need a quarterback that they can't get in this draft, I don't think I don't think he's going to be a hot commodity other than maybe like a journeyman backup somewhere. Uh, that's so in general, from the ones I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of people just wanting change for change sake. They, they are okay with going out and getting journeyman people, um, to, to be the quarterback, you know, and, but how, how many, how many, another not, quarterback carousel meme, yeah. like how many do we need? Yeah. Cause and you that's know, just me. That you want to avoid that at all cost. I would think like, no, well, that's, it sucks right now. He hasn't done phenomenal his first two years, but let's give Drew Locke that third year. I don't want to start over again. I don't want to start over with a new head coach because now we're exactly where we were three years ago, or I guess two years ago when we, you know, got both uh, Drew Locke and uh, Coach Vangio there. So uh, I don't want to be there again. I want something to work out. And so give, I'd rather wait another year to see if it's actually going to work out or not and then hit the reset button versus, oh, this year everybody failed. So let's try again. Let's try again. Let's try again. Every one to two years, because we are never, never going to get uh, into the playoffs. I'm sorry. Just if, if we keep doing that, I just can't see. And if it happens, it's going to be a fluke kind of a thing. So I agree. Um, and, and and let's be honest, Dwayne Haskins and, and Drew Locke were both drafted in the same draft year. And bringing yeah. him in isn't going to do anything other than cause just the most ridiculous amount of drama uh, you could possibly imagine. I just, it just doesn't, it just doesn't sound right to me. And, and like you, like I, I agree with you hundred percent. I, I'm so tired of the change. Yeah. You know, and the other, the other uh, thing I saw from CBS when I was watching the game was the whole, I think he holds the record right now for most games with a turnover in a row or something like that. It's like a 13 games in a row with a turnover uh, that needs to get corrected. But I think some of these things that we're talking about that we're looking at, they're things that can be corrected. Yeah. And, I, and it's, it's something that, you just got to have a little bit of faith and a little bit of patience on. And, you know, we might be eating our hat next, next year, halfway through the season yeah. when we're all also calling for his head. Like, okay, yeah, we gotta, we gotta move on from this guy. Uh, but I, I want to see. And the other thing too, is I, I hate, I hate wishing ill will on any player and not ill will as in like, Oh, I hope they get hurt. Like, but ill will is in, I hope they don't do well so that we have to trade somebody else. I want to see someone succeed. I want to see him succeed. I think with some patience, he can succeed. And that's what I want. Yeah, no, I I am okay with admitting I was wrong after there's enough evidence 
that Drew right. Locke is, is clearly not the guy. For me to sit here and say, yes, we need to completely get rid of him and bring in some journeyman quarterback who's going to fix the Broncos offense. One, no, that's not how that works. Two, there's not enough evidence for me yet. You got right. I want to give him every reasonable opportunity, and that includes having a full offseason. At that point, if he still cannot improve and at least, you know, be an average quarterback making way less turnovers, causing way less mistakes, you know, then yeah, it's time to move on. And and yeah. I'm I'm okay with eating my hat at that point, you know. And and for <laughs> me and for me it's it's all about, you know, who who's in that room with him what we see is probably a That's fraction a we see, we see him for a couple hours on sunday and for 5 to 10 minute pressers throughout the week uh, we don't see him in the film room we don't see him in the quarterback room we don't see him out at practice some of us do but uh we don't see him you know uh when he goes in with his teammates for the his his team meals or whatever we don't see that part of him and it, as long as our coaches believe in him as our as long as our coaches think that he is the leader and the guy that's going to get us going on this offense uh i i'm fully behind him and i i think that's going to be it until the coaches decide and the, and the front office decides okay it's time to move on then okay time to tip the hat time to move on but we can sit here and be critical of his game time stuff but we don't know what he's like behind, you know, everybody with the whole Jerry Judy thing with him having a bad game too. everyone talked about how much of a good leader he was in the sideline, you know, brushed off. We can still do this. Let's go. And he almost drove us back to win it at the end, right. To tie it up at least. But uh, yeah, I, 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 we don't see it. We don't see it here from our, our couches, the couch yeah. GM, right. We see him for snippets of what he actually is. And yeah. that that's all we see. And you know, the, when the uh, announcers yesterday, you know, made that point, it's it's a very very valid point. Um, too many behind the uh, behind the scenes things that you know we as fans can't evaluate because we just don't see it. Um, so look, you know, Fangio doesn't want to lose his job. If Fangio, you know, was saying, "Hey, this definitely we need to go with some other option because if not, my, I know I'm going to get fired." There'd be those things, but. For for all of them to sit there and say, yeah, we still believe in him. We're going to stick with him. I think Broncos, yeah, I, I can't see how Broncos country wouldn't look at that and say, well, I don't like how he's been playing, but okay, I'm going gonna, gonna to ride this one out, um, you know, until it's obvious that there's, you know, and it's not blind fandom. There's just a level of, yeah, wanting him to succeed, not wanting to start over again and giving the guy a fair shot, you know, this this year is not a good evaluation year. I'm sorry. It's just right. not. So. And, yeah. and the other, the other thing too, is and we've mentioned this before. We're, we're spoiled. Uh, oh God, we're, yes. spoiled, we're spoiled with good teams. We're spoiled with success. Uh, and, and we obviously want that each and every year, but there, I was looking at the teams that are in the top 20 for the picks. Cause I would, and we can talk about this after the next episode, but there's, there's a chance uh, where we could get like a top 10 pick right now. Um, there's a chance we get a top five pick depending on how week 17 plays out. Uh, I don't want that. Honestly, I want to beat the Raiders because <laughs> fuck those guys. But um, I, I, as we go forward and I was looking at all these teams that have the same record as us, and there's a lot of them. I think we're in the best position except for maybe possibly the chargers who are actually, you know, have also young talent uh, in, in key positions in key places over there. But I think we have the, the right talent in the right places, the right coaching staff, the right consistency to be able to bounce back after this year and be a, a complete surprise to the rest of the league who doesn't see what we see each and every week. You know, we, we talk about these games every week. 
And we're talking like down to the minutia of every single time. And we're, this is what we're looking at. And and this isn't again, blind fandom. Like I'm not, I'm not a Cowboys fan saying this every single year that well, this is our year, but I do honestly believe that this could be the biggest surprise of next year. If we can take, get rid of those mistakes, keep this consistency going and, and come out uh, on firing on all cylinders. There's going to be a lot of people that are like, where did these Broncos come from? And we're going to sit here and say, we've been trying to tell you. Yeah. The writing's on the wall. You know, it's, it's not that blind fandom and I, I, anybody out there who's cheering them on the Broncos just because of the Broncos, take a step back, look at it and say, well, why, why do, why should I be optimistic? Because there's reasons why you should be other than just go Broncos and look, don't, don't get me wrong. I am all about go, go Broncos. <laughs> like, I mean, 90% of my wardrobe is blue and orange. So, I mean, <laughs> but there, you know, it's more, I guess, uh, calming if you will in this situation when you can take take a step back and say here's why i'm excited for next year because the writing is on the wall here are these individual things here are things we're seeing from individuals um and it's you know versus just go broncos and just leave it at that or this player had a bad game therefore we need to fire everybody uh (laughs) you know so take a step back and just look at it and you don't have to agree with everything don't get me wrong like we don't have to sit here and like sing kumbaya and be in perfect agreement right but but yeah. for the most part you're right i think this is a team and they even said it this 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 year um some of the nfl analysts were like the broncos are the team to watch out for uh they're seeing it too you know they see the talent we have um i think minus if it hadn't been for all the injuries and covid and stuff uh you're looking at the broncos being in that picture for a wild card game i really do right but there's so many weird things going on we've missed players uh, because of COVID for, for weeks, you know, uh, players have been injured. Uh, there's all these, it's a record number of ACL tears in the league. How many people have we lost to that or concussions or uh, other injuries? I, there's just, right. it's so hard to sit here and say, it's clear. We suck. We need to hit the reset button after looking at what this year has entailed. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. And and you know, Kev, me and you could go back and forth about this for hours, and we have uh, multiple times, which is why we start Orange Weekly in the first place, is because we want to talk to you guys. If you if you disagree with anything that you're hearing on this podcast, you make sure you go to our Tuesday night show. We will make sure that we talk to you about it. Uh, we might not agree, and you know, we have a couple guys on there that are you know kind of our. Uh, consistent followers that that also agree that drew lock should be gone right away and that we should fire a bunch of people and we just we just talk with you guys so make sure you guys are coming on those tuesday night shows on facebook live youtube instagram uh i twitter not not so much instagram uh but yeah we, we do those shows for you guys make sure you guys come on there talking to us about it um we could be wrong and i've, I've been wrong yeah. multiple times i know kev you've been wrong a couple times and we've been right a couple times but that's what that's what the fun of this uh this show is and what we do we just want to talk about broncos with you guys yeah. so if you guys if you guys do want to come talk to us, come talk to us on Tuesday because that's the best time to get to us. That's our flag show. And uh, again, thank you so much for supporting Orange Weekly through these uh, five great slash terrible uh, Broncos years. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we love you guys so much that we're actually doing a fan appreciation episode on January right. 12th, 7 uh, p.m. on time. Uh, it's, you know, yeah, we can talk about the Broncos, but it's just us. We're going to be sitting back, drinking, hanging out with you guys, talking about stuff outside of the Broncos, outside of the orange weekly. We'll be dogging on each other. I'm sure it'll be a very big, uh, team visor versus team puffball versus team. I don't care who kind of matchup. Which, <laughs> pick a slide already people. Um, 
Right, <laughs> cough, I know. Cough, and it's yeah. not it's not um, about it's not about <laughs> which one looks better on you. It's about which side you agree with more. Right, and exactly. anyways, we'll get there. We'll Apparently get a visor there. is not not a, a super common thing and everybody yeah. else in Colorado's loving the beanie right now because it's cold. But in summer, you'll be team visor. Trust oh, yeah. me. Uh, you know what? And I'm I'm glad I joined and I'm glad you're happy that I joined. Uh, I will try to <laughs> yes. do uh, well by you. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be doing giveaways, uh, multiple giveaways. Uh, we've been talking all season about doing a giveaway for those who have made uh, score predictions on our live pregame show. Uh, so we have all those names written down. We'll be doing a drawing specifically for that as well as just some other fun stuff and giveaways. So it's going to be kind of fun. Uh, it's going to be really fun just kind of sitting back and hanging out with you guys. So make sure you join us there uh, Tuesday, January 12th at 7 p.m. at Mountain Time for that. And after that, we kind of go into off-season mode, Jared. Yeah, I, I'm not looking forward to that uh, nope. off-season mode. Off-season mode's fun because, you know, we, we've been going hard at this uh, during the season. We at, Towards the end of it, we're like, oh, man. All right, just a couple more, couple more uh, episodes, and then especially now that we're out of the playoffs, you know, a couple more episodes and we're done. But then at the at the off season, we have like two or three episodes a month, and but we're like, okay, when's when's the season start again? Like, we need to get back into it. We need to have our shows again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, we have a lot of cool stuff coming up for preseason or for the uh, off season. We're gonna do obviously after the fan appreciation, we'll talk about we'll have a free agency show uh, slash podcast, something that we did last year that was a lot of fun, especially through COVID, because I think it kind of brought a lot of people's brains off of you know, the, the crazy things that are going on in the world and where you can and can't go. But we did a trivia night. We did a couple of trivia nights, which is a lot of fun. Uh, you know, uh, it's not just for us. Again, it's for you guys to come and get, see how many you know, uh, how often you can beat me because I am just awful at knowing what number I'm not uh, much better. The center from 1952 war. I look, I, <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm not too hot at Broncos trivia, but you know, it's a lot of fun because we just have some drinks, sit back. And again, we're just here to, to chit chat with you guys and, uh, hopefully get your guys' minds off of uh, the craziness going on in the rest of the world. But we have other stuff. We'll have a pre-draft. We'll have a post-draft. Um, we'll have a pre-preseason. We're going to have a bunch of stuff for you guys. So make sure you're following us and keeping up with us the whole time. Uh, we love you guys. We don't do this for us. We, we're not getting paid. So we're, we're doing this because we we love doing it with you guys. And uh, we, we love doing it for you guys to to chit-chat with you guys and, and get your opinions on on how we think our, our Broncos are doing. And we're not going away anytime soon. Five years we're not in, going away. Yeah, didn't think that. Uh, didn't even think about five years when we started this. You know, right. here we are, five years. So I'm trying not to think about ten years from uh, from now. But uh, you know, I'm sure before we know it, it's gonna be ten years from now. We're like, holy shit, it's our ten year anniversary. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, but anyway, man. Um, yeah, good stuff. So uh, I think we covered a lot of uh, a lot of different things. Obviously, it was a really really shitty loss. One more chance to uh, beat the Raiders this year. Um, but, you know, um, before you guys go talk about that on your pregame podcast, I guess uh, any other closing thoughts, man? No, I, I think I rambled enough. Uh, and it, it comes down to, and I think I may have said it, if somebody wants to go through and counter, if you have a drinking game for this episode, um, how many times I said mistakes, small mistakes. Um <laughs> I, I think that's what it comes down to. I think that's the key to this off season is to, is to get rid of those small, a lot of them being mental mistakes, getting rid of some of that. Uh, we got rid of a lot of the penalties. A lot of the league got rid of the penalties. I think they've been a little bit more lenient on some of those, uh, but we did not get rid of some of the other stuff. And I think that's going to be our big uh, key, but we still have one more game left and damn, do I want to beat the Raiders? Oh man. Do I want to destroy the Raiders every single time we play them? So Man, if we could just get rid of, ready for them, if we could beat them at the, coming off the end of the season, it's going to make a lot more fun for this offseason as we go through it. At least we beat the Raiders once. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something good to end on, right? 
So we'll see. But uh, Jared, thanks for uh, hopping on today. Um, you're you are welcome on the post game podcast whenever you like. Um, but uh, Tan will be back uh, next week, and we'll be doing the the post game podcast, and then we'll be doing uh, early February after the Super Bowl. We'll do a post season podcast, and yes, um, we'll keep that stuff up. So, but yeah, uh, thanks, Jared. Oh, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, no, thank you. It was this was fun, and again, the first time in five years that it was just the two of us. So I think this is uh, I oh, we rambled we enough, own, obviously. What's that? We need <laughs> What's our that? own podcast. Our episode. own podcast. Yeah, uh, where we just podcast, ramble. Game podcast. It could just be the um, the founders the founder, podcast. The yeah. founders. Oh, good lord! Welcome to the founders podcast. And <laughs> right, we'll have three downloads. It'll be me, my wife, and your wife. <laughs> well, and me. I'll go back. To oh, and you. Oh man, a lot of fun as always, Kev. Uh, hope you had a. I hope everybody out there had a good holidays. Uh, going into a happy new year for everybody. Hopefully, um, you know, if, if you don't listen to this till the weekend, happy new year to everybody. Uh, officially out of 2020, which is nice. Um, but I, I think we only have one thing left, Kev. As always, go, go Broncos. Broncos. Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news.